0: what's up everybody welcome to the Chatroom, a podcast dedicated with having interviews with upcoming stars and influencers of our generation please follow us on facebook and instagram at thechatroom.tcr and on twitter at thechatroom underscore tcr also don't forget to become one of our valued patreon members which allows you to unlock exclusive content while also supporting this podcast enjoy the episode
1: What's up everybody this is your host today Martina and I am joined by the wonderful Miss Courage Kusena who is going to be talking to us about colorism and this one is not really an interview per se it's more like a talk between two sisters because this is my little sister so it's more like a discussion than an interview so Courage how are you doing? I'm doing well I'm doing pretty well I hope you're well too I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, right? So, yeah, I guess let's just get straight into it. But obviously, we have to start off with a definition because maybe people don't actually know what we are talking about
0: today. So if you could actually just give us a definition of what colorism is. So people don't often come across the term colorism as much as they come across terms like racism. And there's one really great um, definition that I like to use for colorism that I found like um on this Instagram page called Darkest you so colorism is the preferential treatment of same race people with lighter skin and the prejudiced treatment of same race people with dark skin so the idea behind colorism is lighter skin is better than darker skin, and that's how that's the power dynamic of it so all of these things have power dynamics in them, and colorism is a power dynamic that um Basically enables lighter skin to be seen as better or preferred or wanted or anything good when compared to darker skin, which is seen as something that is undesirable, ugly, poor and all these negative connotations.
1: All right. All right. I get you. So what if, right, let's say I'm a white girl and I say I don't like light skin black guys, not in terms of like dating them, but just in general, I just don't like them. I prefer darker skinned guys. Would that fall into the lines of racism or colorism? Like, where does it fall? So, it probably fall into the lines of fetishization because, um, and just all of this all stems from racism. But there has been a trend in history in general where dark men, darker skinned men, are fetishized by different races because they are seen as, like, the closest thing to, like, African or really like really black Mm. so um there's that idea of fetishization when it comes to men and then when it comes to women um there's just it's pretty much just colorism um but we do see different forms of fetishization but all these stem from just racism they're all basically aftermath of racism okay awesome so now let's get into practical examples right as a black girl I'm sure you have experienced it obviously what we are talking about today so maybe just relay for us one occasion or maybe if you want more than
0: one occasion where you actually fell victim to colorism so my experience of being going through colorism I can give an example like very practical example on my Instagram I have pictures where I look darker skinned closer to my shade so let's say I have an unfiltered picture And I have, like, my natural hair and my skin unfiltered. Whereas if I post a picture with the filter, um, that makes me either look lighter or, let's say, the sun is doing the job. The sun is doing the things, right? And I look lighter than I actually am. The pictures where I look lighter actually have more likes, significantly more likes, than the pictures where I actually look darker, right? And that is a practical example that I've seen in so many different, like, um people's like postings or like trends in in like social media and that is because every day on social media we're fed this typical ig baddie this typical um you know ig model and the other thing is you see docs in women but they have to look a certain way so the idea of they have to have a certain body type right um that's what we're being indoctrinated into like on a daily basis and it reflects in my interactions i've had people i'll say something or like rant on my whatsapp story and people will ask me like who triggered you why are you so angry what is this what is that i've had people say things about my body um and the idea like of masculinization like i've had people ask me questions like if you get any more muscular than this who do you think is going to marry you or whatnot, and there's that idea that, if I was lighter skinned, and I still had the same amount of muscle on my body, um, people will probably not ask me those questions, people will be like, oh my gosh, this person is so fit, but as a dark skinned person, and we've seen this with Serena Williams and Venus, there have often been questions, even Michelle Obama, um, and you don't even think of Michelle Obama as completely dark skinned, but she's not light skinned either, um, but you have people questioning their their gender people will be like are you sure these are not men if the first lady if serena williams if Venus williams are going like it's going through this how am i going to feel in these situations how am i meant to process this information right another experience i can give you is um recently uh with the death of lufuno the south african girl who um basically she committed suicide after a bullying incident um when that happened and i read the story i was really triggered i cried i was down my day was pretty gray and i didn't understand why until i sat down and realized that it's because i can relate it's because i can put myself where she was i've been bullied for my skin i've been called ugly because of my skin shade over and over again for many many years i've people have been gaslighting me to this day about being dark skin, right and it makes me it made me absolutely devastated but it made me understand that it's still relevant for me to talk about ideas of colorism to talk about what women go through or even you know anyone who goes through colorism um i had to talk about it right um and that's just an experience that's pretty recent. And that actually hit me very hard. Um, But yeah, it's completely, it's difficult. It's difficult because you know, you know why. And everyone else around you is denying why. Intentionally and unintentionally. Yet you know why things are happening the way they are. It's because of your skin shade. People already have ideas preconceived ideas of who you are because of your skin shade and i cannot tell you it is one of the most um tormenting one of the hardest one of the consistently like difficult things in my life personally and i know in so many other people's lives so i just think and i guess that's why i think it's super important that we acknowledge what colorism is and what it does
1: Okay, Um, I totally hear you, I totally get you And I'm sure even as generally I think when we now bring up topics like this It now starts to seem like, you know Women are the only victims And even if we are like the victims Most of the time We have to acknowledge that the men get some of the bashing too Right, have you ever Mm -hmm. seen colorism Like men experiencing colorism Like, yeah I mean, you want to take for example We went to Zimbabwean high schools, yeah there was a lot of colorisms that went on for dark skinned guys for it was always oh um you know the jokes it was always Mm. things like oh if i switch off the light, i can't see you yeah or oh this is a dark uh, oh this is this this is dark this is that there was always jokes and they were always the butt end of dark jokes it was always skinned people but especially dark skinned boys because the idea is it's a joke, we all laugh about it. But I've met so many in guys who've actually told me that it used to affect them. Like guys used to be called Midnight. And that's, that's, that really did grow up with some of these guys. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, I obviously, like you said, went to uh, Zimbabwean in high school as well. So I can definitely relate to things like that happening. But we've also seen a trend recently of, you know, those jokes about light-skinned guys where I've seen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen one recently where they're like, light-skinned guys wake up in the middle of the night, turn around, giggle and say, I'm so pretty. So like, <laughs> clearly... No matter which end of the spectrum you're at, you're going to get some form of backlash for it. So that's actually a result of masculinization, which is something that happens with dark-skinned black people. Where dark-skinned black people are thought, especially dark-skinned men, are thought to be more masculine and have always thought to be more masculine. Ever since the slavery days, dark-skinned black men are put on heavy jobs. They were put on heavy mm. jobs because they were seen as much 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 stronger they could pretty much be animals about it Mm -hmm. um and all the way into into like reconstruction era we had the lynchings and everything happened Mm -hmm. where dark-skinned black men were seen as people who couldn't control themselves hence they needed to be controlled Mm -hmm. there was always that idea but there's the idea of masculinization within um dark-skinned men and how it's so how it then reflects is that dark-skinned women are masculinized They're made to be more of men. They're made to be like stronger than they are. They're made to be less feminine than lighter skinned women. And then with lighter skinned men, they're meant to be less masculine because the dark shade is equated to being masculine. So if you're a woman, if you're darker, you're more masculine. If you're a man and you're lighter, you're less masculine. That's why that thing has been like coming through the way it is. So there's so many like layers to what colorism is, and then what it also translates to, and that's like one of the things that um I mean the jokes are funny hands down I'm not even gonna lie but, yeah I'm not gonna but, lie about that one <laughs> yeah but that's what that is so um th- these are all like I said it's all residue from from racism that's what it is yeah okay so now the one thing that always comes up especially when I talk to people about this topic is. Yeah, but, you know, it's just my preference. So Mm. is there a line between colorism and preference? And if it's there, what is that line? When can we now say, ah, you're taking it too far now. Now you're not just having a preference. I totally understand. I would love to say, I love saying this, and I love saying this to people's faces. You cannot have a preference with something that someone cannot change, Um, especially when it comes to skin. Skin preference Mm. is built upon Um, discriminatory uh, behaviors so even if you think it's a preference you need to check yourself and think about why you have that preference it's because all your life you've been fed that one certain shade or a certain shade in above is beautiful or a certain shade in above is more masculine or this and that it's actually just a result of pretty much indoctrination Um, because if you took all of that out best believe that in an ideal situation you wouldn't even be thinking about someone's skin shade. Um, But yeah, we've all been sort of, even I've been victims of where we've been um, sort of indoctrinated into thinking that it's preference and it's not. It's just indoctrination and we need to unlearn it because it's just bad. That's what it is. And I I love, I'd love to say to people, no, it's okay, you have preference. You don't. People cannot change their skin color. They cannot change their skin shade. Um, And when they do, people get bashed for it. You know bleaching and, and etc etc yeah so um said if you guys think you have a preference you don't you need to check yourself uh-huh. <laughs> okay then moving on swiftly from that one because i mean if you look at it really even amongst ourselves as black women you find that sometimes we're like oh no i want tall dark handsome you know it's never mm. tall light handsome like tall dark handsome is like the you know but people are like oh no I think it's just my preference because like even though I prefer to date darker skin guys like I never talk down on light skin guys and yeah that's fair and fine but it's not always about whether you talk down on them or not I mean whether you actually say it or not there's something you're thinking in your mind that's kind of on the other end of the spectrum right exactly that's what it is it's it's so sad because I've always fallen trapped to Saying, I love, you know, I want me a dark-skinned guy who's tall. Yes, (laughs) I'm like, yes. Yes. Part of it comes from trauma. There's no question about that. Um, But also part of it comes from um, the lighter skin villainizing the darker skinned Black people just in general. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is trauma response and a lot of it just needs to be dealt with at phases of having to deal with accepting lighter skinned men as men like he's a man it doesn't doesn't matter whether he's light skinned or dark skin doesn't make him any less of a man the way that i don't want to be any less of a woman because i'm a dark skinned girl so it's it's unlearning all these bad habits that we've been taught and just figuring out our way forward in a very healthy manner Yeah, and of course, the very first thing we always do is talk about these things. First of all, we need to talk Mm -hmm. about it. We need to educate people and make people realize that there is a problem, right? And then once we know there is a problem, it's like, okay, now we know the problem is there, right? We know we've been given a math equation. How do we solve it? So, like, other than talking about it, what do we do to fix this prejudice that people have? Um, I think listening is one of the first things. Um, listening to your darker-skinned friends or your lighter-skinned friends, males who've been through this sort of discrimination or fetishization or masculinization. I'm sorry for all the zations, but yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, my shiny, (laughs) shiny, shiny. But (laughs) you need to listen. And I always tell this to people that don't start making excuses and saying, oh yeah, but you know me, I've dated so and so and so and so, which yeah. means I'm not like this or mm-hmm. I've never been like that, I've accepted you, I've never made fun of your skin. Yeah, you maybe have never made fun of my skin but you've never been there to defend me when my skin is being made fun of. Exactly. That's a whole different game. So it's like one of those things where lived experiences you cannot not listen to someone, you cannot just say, you cannot refuse to believe someone just because maybe you weren't there. Um, So listen to your friends, right? Learn. I think one of the most important things, so I'm an art history major and on a pre engineering track, but I learned a lot of like history and focus on a lot of research on history. And I think it's important to learn. Ask yourself, why? Like, why is this? Before you even talk to anyone, yeah. yeah, before you even talk to anyone, go and search up. Go and search up colorism. Go and search up racism. Go and search up, Masculinization, go and go on YouTube and say experiences of a dark skin girl and you'll see. Or, you know, go search all of that up and just read. It's at your fingertips and you'd be shocked what you'd find out that. So I think that's one of the things that's important. People need to educate themselves on this, especially um, black people and especially African people, Happy Africa Day, everyone! I think it's important Woo! we need to start um, educating ourselves from our point of view and not from the European textbook point of view. Yeah, um, and because we are pretty much just <laughs> divided over people who don't even really like. This was the plan. That it's was the plan. We are conquer. literally doing what they wanted us to do. Exactly, and like the easiest way I always see it is colorism. I mean, look at the famous women of. Simplicity. A light skin, there's not even one single girl who I can say is representative of like dark, dark skin girls, and we have dark skinned women in Zimbabwe. Yeah, yet everyone who gets famous or liked or some sort of favorable um yeah. reaction from the community always has to be light. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I totally get you on that one, and I think it's a thing of generally when it comes to things like modeling and you know music videos even when they do auditions for music videos maybe some directors don't even consciously realize that they're doing it but they actually just select based on appearance and like Mm -hmm. fine okay that's the aesthetic you're going for but if every time you're picking people based on appearance for your music video you're choosing light-skinned girls you mean to tell me there's no beautiful dark-skinned girls is that what you're saying people always tell me hey, you know, Courage, when you're talking about models, they're those super dark-skinned Senegalese models, you know, that's inclusion, that's inclusion. And I'm like, no, that's not inclusion. That is fetishization. That is othering. There's always this need within the Western context, especially in modeling, of getting the darkest, leanest women from, like, Senegal and around mm. the areas where you get those shades that are not truly representative of what dark skinned women in Africa are. Yes, they're yeah. dark skinned women. They're probably the darkest shade of of you know of dark skinned women. But it's a whole thing of fetishization. It's mm. it's like, but we have this dark skin girl. What are you saying? Like it's a it's tokenization. Yeah. That's what it is. It's really bad. And um it is not healthy at all because you have to be different. You have to be um Something exotic. Yeah, that's it. It's being exotic. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. And, and it's pretty sad that we are still going through this in the 21st century, honestly. I think it's actually worse now because we're actually coming, like a lot of these issues, I believe these issues were always there. But the reason why a lot of people now know of these issues is obviously the prevalence of social media and information at our fingertips. I mean, Probably the way racism is happening right now, it's always been happening like that. But you wouldn't know because you didn't have Instagram to tell you with all the hashtags, right? But now it's there. It's Mm -hmm. seeming like it's been heightened. But I really don't believe it's heightened. I believe it's always been like that. You're just more aware now. And also considering the fact that we're growing up now. I mean, 10 years ago, if even if colorism was happening around you, you were too young to even understand. I mean, you didn't even know X squared plus Y squared, what would be happening there. So like, you know... I think it's the thing of information now and like so much information coming. How do we deal with it? How do I, like, for example, how can I be a supportive friend to you as a darker skinned girl? You know, simple things like that. And what would you tell someone if someone was to actually ask you like, okay, I'm asking you as your sister, what would I do? What can I do to make the situation better for you, to make you more comfortable? All right. I think one of the things I'll begin is saying, Tokenization is not it. Um, don't tokenize me. I don't like it when people, especially males, um, want to make me the token of the movement. Just because you support or you know one ducks can girl courage very, you know, personally, it doesn't help me that you're tokenizing me. You're not helping every other duck skin girl. And of course you can't reach every other ducks can girl, but educate yourself mm. on what it is that some of us feel being treated as if we're less than because we're darker skinned. Yeah. Um there's also the idea of you know sometimes your friends just feel down because of it. I mean this can this sometimes really gets to my emotions that why it's not something I can change because if I changed it the world would
0: Make, like they would still do yeah. something That's
1: the thing like, So like that's the thing No matter whether you're light skin or dark skin They're going to find something else Whether you're slim Whether you're thicker whether you're Whatever They will always find something Where they're like Okay exactly. sure you're light skin You've got straight hair But you're not slim Like okay And you know I think that the, I, I love that you mentioned The whole thick and thin And, and slim thing <laughs> Queen and slim Anyways but the point is um i feel like my personally i've been through fetishization because i'm of a darker skin and i'm bigger body so i'm thicker mm. just in general and over the past couple of years with my weight gain i've seen sort of this gain in fetishization where there's this um fetishization of thick dark-skinned women and i see it everywhere especially yeah. we have one of the nationalities I can give is Haitian women. Haitian women are naturally very chocolate, very like dark skin, but they also are very, very well built, like they like thick. And anyone is well built, honestly. Don't let anyone tell you that just because you're thick, you're better than the other. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But the world right now is all about thick women, and especially thick dark skin women are fetishized. So over the like, people will say the most degrading things to me. Um, I'll post a workout video, and people will say the most degrading. You'll be shocked as to what people say in my face. Yeah. Um, and I, it it's meant to be. Apparently, it's meant to be a compliment. And I'm like, this makes <laughs> me feel so violated. And um, so I always say this to people: there's this. Um, don't fetishize. Don't do it. Um. Don't. Don't call me whatever you want to call me just because I'm thick and dark skinned. Um. Firstly, go educate yourself. We, we need to start there always. I'll say it. Go educate mm-hmm. yourself. Um, and find some manners. Learn how to talk to anyone. You wouldn't say that to your mom. And I remember there's a question that this one um, spoken word artist asked. He said, um, do you think of your mother as less beautiful even though she's dark-skinned? The same way you think of dark-skinned girls as less beautiful. Do you, is that how you see your mom yeah. if she's dark-skinned? And that question, I think, would have hit a lot of people if they had heard this this spoken word poem because there is this dehumanization of dark-skinned women. It's really bad. And especially in our Zimbabwean and and South African context too, I think. Southern Africa, we're still bad. We're still really bad at it. Yeah, because here, this is not where you get like the... I think this is the part of the continent where you actually get the most variation in skin tone, whereas up there, most people are actually darker skin. Here, you'll have the very light skin girl. You'll have the medium tone one. You'll have the caramel. You'll have the, you have everything. And so now Mm -hmm. there's more to compare to and that abundance of, you know, abundance of comparison that is available then just makes things worse you know And like i mean if you go to harvard and like yeah you were smart kids at westridge high school cool but you go to harvard now you're surrounded by smarter kids there's more comparison there you know because they do only take kids that would be able to attain 4.0 gpa so now you're around people multiple use basically and there's more comparison that's going to happen you know what you just said um, is comparison. Don't compliment dark-skinned women and compare them at the same time to light-skinned women. Yeah, like like you are pretty for a dark-skinned girl. No, I'm pretty, period. Like, that's the end of it. Exactly. Or don't be saying, oh, what, you you look just like those lighter-skinned women. In fact, you're better. No, I don't. Because that's exactly why I'm in this place in the first place is because I don't look like those lighter-skinned women. So don't be trying to and i see where your heart is i see where the intention is but um how we speak about it it needs to completely change we need to to take away the comparison factor of it we need to start to see it as actually individually capable of being beautiful yeah. and when your friend says there's sometimes when i say i don't want you to post that picture because in that picture i don't feel like i look beautiful because of my skin or whatever and we're uh-huh. like no yeah, you look fine you look fine you look I said I don't want you to post it, so don't post it. Mm-hmm. It's not about whether you think I look fine or not. It's about how I'm feeling about that picture. And you posting it could potentially make me very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And I Definitely. think people don't, I, I've been in situations where like, you look perfectly fine, you look perfectly fine. Yeah, like, yeah oh, because... I don't feel like that, though. But... Exactly, because you look great with this lighting and I don't. It's really simple things like that where people think it's being petty or silly, but it's not. Because when people are complimenting people under the picture, I am going to be able to see the trend of compliments that skips me because I'm the darkest person in the picture. That is deep. That's really... really and deep. that's it. People don't... I always up but you'll never be able to sit in my shoes If you're not my skin shade. The same way I'll never be able to sit in someone's shoes. Who's darker than me. Because if we put in comparison. I'm being chosen because I'm lighter than them. I have people around me who are lighter than me. Who still want to identify with the same problems that I go through. But I'm like you really aren't going through the same things that me. Yeah. And sometimes I really let it go. Because you can only do so much. If there's someone who's darker than me. I'm going to have to be able to able and ready to understand that they have probably been through a much more difficult intersectionality with their skin shape in terms of if we're standing next to each other I'm going to be chosen as the better breed when it comes to colorism because I'm lighter than them and I should be like honest enough and and selfless enough to understand that they've just been through worse and they've just been through their own type of experience. Like I always say, no one is like more of a victim than the other. Mm -hmm. But everyone sits in a completely different intersection according to where your skin shade is. So you see that the darkest people, especially with men and and women in Zimbabwe, the darkest go through a lot. Mm -hmm. And then with people like me who are my shade, this is what we're told. You're dark, but at least you're not as dark as that person. Mm. Or you could be darker. And it's you know? back to the comparison thing. Exactly. And it doesn't make anyone in that situation feel better. It doesn't make mm-hmm. me feel better. It doesn't make the person who's darker than me feel better. But I also have to be ready to accept the fact that I'm the one who's used as the upper hand when that comparison comes. Mm-hmm. If that person is being said, is hearing someone saying to me, at least you're not as dark as so-and-so. So-and-so over there is going to go through a different type of trauma. I, th- I think you like you see where I'm going with it. I think it's just... Having to understand that, hey, experiences are different, you can empathize, but each person is on a different journey to this and um, yeah, like I'll see the picture thing, it's it's there, it's there. There's times when I don't want to be a part of pictures because I don't feel great about my skin. Mm -hmm. People have to accept that. There's times when I'm like, the lighting is just not great. People need to accept that. and I think there's another, like, there's always this villainization of people who use, um, filters. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the only way we're being accepted on social media is if we use filters. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that you're accepting me. But the sun the, must I, be good. The iPhone must be connecting. The ring light must be doing the thing Exactly. It, everything must be doing the do's, huh? And now you want me to take off the one thing that the world has at least accepted me with. And people are like, no, you just have to learn. You just have to learn. It's a process. The fact that I'm even putting my face out there, that's one step forward for me, even if it's behind a filter. Yeah. Because when I take this filter off, all you're going to do is laugh at me and and, and discriminate against me. So why should I take it off? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, that's deep. Well, unfortunately, this chat is so fire because of the people. <laughs> I know, I know, give you the heat. <laughs> but unfortunately, we're running out of time. But thank you so much for taking your time to join us and basically educate us on this issue that is very, very pertinent right now. And I think obviously the tip that we, we can take away from you is People just need to educate themselves. That's one. Mm -hmm. And two, don't compare. And three, just because you have it worse doesn't mean I don't have it bad. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's all from us, everybody. Until next time. Bye.